Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Dossier. A file containing detailed records on a particular person or subject. This was another one where I, I... I have something in my mind. It was Pandemic Legacy, and my answer was my goal was to avoid it. Interesting, but you you brought up Pandemic Legacy for Betwixt. Did I bring it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, well, you mean you were talking about a Legacy oh, format? Oh, yeah, but... Legacy. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> funny because <laughs> that is actually so. It's really on my mind. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Pandemic Legacy specifically has all your little files and all the fun stuff. Yeah. So how do you dance around it? I said werewolf. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, my, my, my first thought was a werewolf-style social deduction game um, where there is, like, a dossier of records, but it doesn't have a name on No, so actually I bounced around. I said there's a dossier with no name, and that was where I kind of wanted to go. But werewolf-style social deduction game where there's a dossier. We don't know who the, who the werewolf is, for example. Um, but each round, a new clue is revealed that would say who is the werewolf, or I said spy just to make it a little more uh, not where you wouldn't have a dossier on the mm-hmm. werewolf. Um, so who is the spy? And then, so example would be like round two, it would say like the spy is on the left side of the table or something like that, um, which is really impossible to predict or anything like that. But Mm-hmm. For example, it just gives some information to where they could be, and then it keeps going. Um, and then at the end of every single round, and maybe even at the beginning of the game, just to keep it really fun, is uh, players make a prediction on who, who they think is this this spy. Uh, and then mm. the earlier ones are worth more points than the later ones as more and more information is given out. But I wanted to see like the player that is the spy, and this doesn't even have to be like a social deduction. It could just be a board-based you know, you're trying to figure out where, where things are. But I mm. wanted the player who is the spy to be given the dossier. So you'd have, I'd say, cards that are maybe, let's say the game's five rounds, and then there's five different clues that come out over the course of the game. And then each card that goes out to this person who who is the spy are those five things in the order that they're going to come out, and it's always different. So the fi- the list of five might be, a list of 15 and the order might always be different. So they know what's coming out and they can mm. use that as their advantage as we're, we're talking and discussing and trying to kind of mess with things. If it does say something about where you're sitting, maybe even like changing seats and stuff, but I, I mm. don't know how to build incentive for anybody who isn't that one. Uh, you know, at least at this stage um, who isn't the spy to, to do these arguments or anything, but I would love to see them know Everything that's going to happen, and and sort of fighting against that to throw off everybody's uh, everybody's little votes. Hmm. And then my nice. second thing I wrote was just a dossier is spilled and you need to piece it back together. But it's not just one; it's like ten. So there's like ten files Ooh. on people. They go all out. You have names and you have individual pieces, and it's it's the act of of getting as close as you can to to you know where they were. Hmm. Okay. I went with uh, my the definition that I wrote down was a collection of documents about a person, event, or subject, and I was thinking specifically about the event of playing a game, and so I wanted to see if you could have a game that records the history of each turn, so you can look 
on the board and see what each person did every single turn. Um, and it, it sure seems like a mess. Um, because I'm thinking you would have, if you have any money, you would place it on your tile at a certain year. And then at the end of your turn, you would duplicate your end state to the next year to be like, okay, this is what I'm starting with this year because it's what I had at the end of last year. Gotcha. And so, so things may change and then you'll duplicate it for the next year. So you can see this pile of gold grow on each adjacent tile. And then when you buy something, that pile is gone on the ones up front. Um, and so you could see kind of where people go um, year after year after year after year. Um, and I kind of wanted to make like a, uh, a time travel game in which, in which you can modify the past versions of yourselves in order to make better circumstances for yourself in the future. Uh, because one of my least favorite uh, questions uh, or statements that, that I do when I, I teach someone a game for the first time, and this happens a lot at work, where they say, oh, if I had known that, I would have done this. Oh, yeah. And so so it. let's say you go back in time and you change yourself so that you have $5 million. Would that change what people do to you? So would you still have $5 million in the future? Because if you're a richer person in the past, would you be robbed? Would you be a larger target? Would you be that kind of stuff? And so as much as you try and influence the f- past to try and put yourself in a better position in the future, it also creates this ripple effect from the front, from the back to the front. Um, and I mean, all I could think of doing of that is just just dropping cubes on each of your future selves each time you like add something to the past and it just like ripples forward and, and just kind of magnifies. That's neat. That's cool. Did that you, would be, that would be a nightmare to manage. Yeah. But there was something that popped out to me was you said you want to, you know, you want to document your turns and things like that. Yeah. There's so many people that I talk to that I don't understand that. And you might be one of them that documents every single play on board game geek they have apps (laughs) that record scores and especially with solo gaming and i can see it in solo as you're trying to beat your score Mm -hmm. but like like intense recording of stats i don't i don't do it as detailed but i do record my plays okay so i don't even (laughs) have a list of what games i have like i don't even you know it's to me it's Mm -hmm. just like it's so far from what I, from the reason why I play a game is the stat. I, I take pictures of the people as I play. That's my, that's mm-hmm. what I want afterwards. <laughs> so it's like, it's such like for different, complete different reasons, but there is a subset of gamers that would absolutely love to record their turns. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, that, Oh yeah, definitely. Just, just imagine at the end of the game, you could take a picture of the board yes, and you know, step by step what happened. That, yeah, I absolutely, and that would be the perfect game for them. There is something that I love in that though, because like uh, we talked about Pandemic Legacy, but like Risk Legacy is one of my favorite games ever. Because when mm-hmm. you're done your campaign, you have this relic, you have this like unique, you know. Um, yeah. So if there was anything where it was super unique into it, then I'm like way in on that. But um, but yeah, just being able to photograph it and then post it online and then compare it is 
that's yes. really cool to me. But what it reminded me of in just the 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 tactile nature of it, the way you were describing it, was Legacy Gears of Time. Have you ever seen that game? No. What is Gears of Time? It is. Uh, it's like a left to right board of all these different decades where you're. It's decades or centuries where you're you're creating inventions and then. Um, you can make an invention, but you have to have, like, in order to have this, uh, you know, car, you need the wheel to be invented. So you have to go back in time and invent these things to make sure that they're happening in the future as the game goes on. And it's only, like, four turns or four, like, mm. phase game, four rounds or whatever, that there's not enough time to get a lot of things happening. But you create these amazing combos if you can if you can pull it off. Uh, I don't remember who makes it. Uh, it says Floodgate. It's... Hmm. It it was I don't know that it was a short run, but it was just like a game that you never saw in stores or anything, and I loved it. It was one where you had to think like way way ahead, uh, and you had to kind of there was a little bit of working together because you were like creating these inventions um, that mm-hmm. you know you aren't the only person who's going to benefit from. But uh, it was really it was it's it's my favorite time travel game. I, I can say that much at least. I am still on the hunt. For something that some kind of time travel game that that makes me say, "All right, this is right. This is this is what it is." I think you should try this one if you can. I mean, it's going to be All impossible right. to try, but um, or at <laughs> least watch a video. You know, <laughs> that sounds great. Me, I can definitely do that. That's this is the one that I was just like, "Oh, this is this is what you can pull off. It's really cool." So neat. I love it. Well, there you go. All right, cool. We will catch up next time. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks.